the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Hour number two is underway now at nine minutes past ten o'clock. Thanks for being with us on a Monday. It is the ninth morning of the eighth month of the year of our Lord, 2021. A lot of important information we uh, disseminated in hour number one and a lot of good conversation with good callers as well. I say we repeat that in hour number two. I'll give you the numbers again. I give them fast, so write them down and don't complain. 216-901-0945. That's uh, 216-901-0945 or 888 Again, I know those are fast, but you should have had them saved by now. This program's had the same phone numbers for almost seven years we've been on the air. Uh, I don't think you should uh, not have the number by now. But again, the other one is 888-281-1110. If you don't want to call live, and as I said in hour number one, if it's in the middle of the day and you think of something you want to ask France, or maybe you wake up at 2.30 in the morning, and for some reason I'm on your mind, and dang it, I forgot I needed to say this about Bob France or uh, something that he talked about on the show. 24-7, the message line is available at 216-525-1806. 216-525-1806. That's a 24-7 message line. The messages will be recorded. We will play them on air, and we will respond to them there as well. I want to start this hour the way I ended the last hour, and I want to give you a news report. This is uh, blah, 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 Fox 19 down in Cincinnati. If you don't think that we are about to cross the Rubicon, if we have not already done so, when it comes to mandating vaccines, then you're not not paying attention. It's one thing for them to say you have to get vaccinated to keep your job. It's another thing to say you have to get vaccinated to keep your spot on campus. It's yet another thing to say... You have to get vaccinated to stay out of jail. 
Now, that's not as if this is a first-level offense. You didn't get vaccinated, you're in jail. Yet, but in this story, if you are already facing a sentence for a crime and you choose not to get vaccinated per the judge's orders, you lose your probation and you go to jail. Who doesn't see this as a first step towards something far, far more dangerous and far, far more egregious? Again, this is Fox 19 Television in Cincinnati. I told him I ain't planning on getting the vaccine. And next thing you know, he told me, like, it was going to be court ordered for me to get one. Well, the list continues to grow for companies requiring coronavirus vaccine, hospital workers, some airlines, but now a local judge. Common Pleas Court Judge Christopher Wagner told one man Wednesday that he has two months to get the coronavirus vaccine or he'll be in violation of his probation. Fox 19's Joanna Boris spoke to the man. So what does he say? Does he gonna, is he going to get it? Brandon Rutherford tells me he thinks this is bogus. He says when he was in court on Wednesday, the judge asked him if he had gotten the coronavirus vaccine, and he said no. He says when he got to the probation office, it was listed on his form as a requirement. I ain't getting it, no. I just know that it's bogus, that in, my, in my opinion. Brandon Rutherford says he stood before Hamilton County Common Pleas Judge Christopher Wagner Wednesday afternoon for sentencing on drug-related charges when the judge threw him a curveball. He wanted to know, was I vaccine? I told him no. And um, I told him I ain't planning on getting the vaccine. And next thing you know, he told me, like, it was going to be court ordered for me to get one. Rutherford says when he got to the probation office, the order was printed on his form, saying he has two months to get the shot. I want to know for what. Like, why did you want to make me get it? For? What What is you trying to make me get it for? Why ain't it my choice? Well, it said two months on the paper. But regardless, I, I, I don't plan on getting it. His attorney says this is the first time he's seen something like this as a probation requirement. You have a good intention. You cannot use the, the rule of law to order an individual to do something that is against their personal, philosophical, maybe even religious reasons. And my client says he does not wish to be vaccinated. I stopped by Judge Christopher Wagner's office, but he wasn't there. He released the following statement to me, which reads in part. The defendant was in possession of fentanyl, which is deadlier than the vaccine and COVID-19. The defendant expressed no objection during the proceedings and stated no medical concerns, and his attorney did not object. We will have to see what happens now that the defendant is expressing opposition. The judge goes on to say they might hold a hearing to see if Rutherford has good reason to not want the vaccine. I asked Lewis if legally a judge can order someone to get one. It's uh, unprecedented, and it's the first time I've ever heard it so legally no it's going to be dropped or it's going to be a boatload of litigation to say that you have violated this young man's rights judge wagner says judges make decisions regularly regarding a defendant's physical and mental health and they order treatment when i showed lewis the judge's statement he says he has no comment except for he stands by the fact that he thinks the judge is wrong at the hamilton county courthouse joanna boris fox 19 all right, so as I said, that's Fox 19 down in Cincinnati. This is I I will avoid any commentary on the um uh verbal capacity of the defendant in this case, Brandon Rutherford. Uh or as she was described or uh, pronouncing it Rutherford for some reason, but whatever. Um It does not sound like he's a Rhodes scholar. 
Doesn't sound like he's an elementary school scholar, to be 100% honest with you. Honest with you. And the fact that he's either a dealer or a user of fentanyl proves he's nothing more than, a, than an illiterate idiot. My concern here isn't with the defendant. The defendant is, is a piece of trash drug dealer who can't speak properly and probably spell Rutherford. But my concern here is with the law. And my concern here is the precedent that would be set if this is allowed to go through. The statements, uh, the judge's statement at the end of that, the judge says that, quote, judges make similar decisions regularly when it comes to a defendant's physical or mental health, such as ordering drug, alcohol, or a mental health treatment. Okay, what is his physical health concern that would require him to take a vaccine, which is not for somebody who is sick? It's a preventative measure. It's a prophylactic measure. He's not sick. This isn't a physical or mental health situation in which a judge must order treatment. This is a complete political statement being made by a judge who believes that everyone should be vaccinated, and in this case, at the threat of prison. It's a condition of probation. In other words, don't get the shot within two months. You violate your probation, and you go to jail. And if you can do this to this illiterate idiot, then you can do it to just about anybody, as long as they come before a judge who believes that the vaccine should be mandated. This is power and control on steroids. And I hate that overused phrase, but until I find another one, I'm going to keep hitting it. It's power and control on steroids dictating to people how they should live their lives, dictating to people how they should uh, uh, make their own medical decisions, rather, not even how they should, now taking their ability to make their own medical decisions away from them, making the medical decisions for them. And how many sheep just buy their way down the line to the slaughterhouse? Because if you surrender your right to make your own medical decisions, you surrender your rights, period. What's more sacrosanct than that? What's more sacrosanct than your right to decide what you do with your own body? And I'm not talking about abortion where there is another body present. I'm talking about where it's your body. Let's go to Houston, Texas. I told you in the first hour we get callers from around the country because of the uh, national shows that I do, and I love that. Will is one of them. I've been talking to Will on the radio for years now. Hey, Will, it's good to hear from you. What's on your mind? Hey, brother, man. It's good, good talking to you again, dude. I, I, I'm literally sitting here trying to wrap my mind around a court-ordered vaccine. That, yes, sir. <laughs> that is crazy to me. I, I, I have to repeat that to myself. Court-ordered vaccine. That's that's insane. But look, you know, I'm, I, I figured there was something that's on my mind. And I figured, I, let me let me ask Bob. Maybe he can help me understand this concerning this whole vaccine thing. So I don't know if you've heard that Israel is is probably one of the most vaccinated countries uh, uh, in the world. Yes, sir. They're they're like ninety percent vaccinated, but but they still are having a spike in you know COVID cases, um, despite being you know most of the population being vaccinated. Right. So I'm trying. What I'm trying. Let me figure this out. So if the most vaccinated country in the world is still having spikes in, in cases, then how the heck are we? Is the media blaming Florida and Texas for you know trying you know basically trying to make it seem like that that they are like the epicenter for these rising cases here, when the most vaccinated country in the world is having the same thing happen? 
Yeah. Well, it's it's clear it's clear that these vaccines are ineffective against uh, COVID nineteen or the Delta variant version of COVID nineteen. And you're right, what they're doing, and I know you're 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 highlighting uh, Florida and Texas because their governors have been the most outspoken against uh, mask mandates and against uh, vaccine mandates and so forth. But largely. <clears throat> What the media, and you asked the question about the media, the answer is that because they're just listening to and following the CDC and Dr. Fauci. And the CDC and Dr. Mm-hmm. Fauci are saying that the, the unvaccinated are the reason why the vaccinated are getting sick. They're li- but, that, fact, but that makes no sense. No, but listen, listen, no listen to Fauci. Okay. Hey, Will, don't hang okay. up. Don't hang up. I'm okay. going to play this 30-second clip here. Uh, this, is, this is Fauci's explanation. I agree it doesn't make any sense, but this is what the, Fauci is saying and the media is dutifully reporting. Listen. Dr. Anthony Fauci, head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, says those who are vaccinated can handle Delta variant infections, but spread among the unvaccinated allows it to replicate and mutate to the next variant. Because of that, he said on NBC's Meet the Press. You're leading to a vulnerability that we might get a worse variant, and then that will impact not only the unvaccinated, that will impact the vaccinated. And may render vaccines ineffective. Fauci says that fuels medical arguments for people to get vaccinated now. So that's the argument that they're making, that he is making, is that the unvaccinated allows the variants to uh, to to kind of mutate into new variants all over again, which is putting the vaccinated people at risk as well. So that that's their argument. And, you know, your point is a great one. Well, where is this massive population of unvaccinated people in in uh, in Israel that is leading to the vaccinated, the 90 percent vaccinated population into getting these spikes? Exactly. Exactly. That's 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 that's, that's my that's my my question. Cause like it's it just it's, I, I'm not seeing it. So I said, man, maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe Bob can. Well, can, no, can, no. I mean, you, you well, you're right because I I don't see it either. <laughs> All I did was play a clip that buttressed your point, and your point is the correct one. It's a lie. The idea that unvaccinated people are leading to this massive spike in vac- in uh, infections of vaccinated people is a lie, and Israel is proof of that. And I think there are other places around the world, too, that have a higher percentage of the people uh, vaccinated who are suffering through the same thing now, and that is that uh, you know the vaccinated people are, are being hit with what they're calling breakthrough uh, infections. One one last thing, brother, and 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 this, and I'm gonna tie this all together. I I, I really believe, Bob, this is more of a political. Now, I, I I'm not saying that this is not real. I'm not saying that the disease is not real, but the way that it's being used and manipulated here, man, it's it's so blatantly obvious that it's and it's frustrating. The classic example: every time you see CNN try to expose some some GOP person who got sick. Who was against it at one point in time, but ended up getting sick. You know, they they, they try to make it seem like you know, red state GOP person who was against it has gotten sick and whatnot. But they fail they fail to to mention only twenty eight percent of black people have been fully vaccinated. A, a very 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 small percentage of us have been vaccinated. So they pick and choose who they want to vilify. They pick and choose who they want to use to, to, to you, you see what I'm saying, who they want to well, vilify. No, I, 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 I make the, this point, of course I do, my friend. I make this point all the time. You know, black black Americans, African Americans vote Democrat 90% of the time. But suddenly, 
black black Democrats are going to listen to Republicans and Fox News and decide not to get vaccinated. It's Republicans' right. fault that 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 black people aren't getting vaccinated. Since when, if black liberal Democrats all vote Democrats, since when are they suddenly taking the Republicans' uh, uh, right. side as law when it comes to what to do on vaccines? Right. Think about how right. stupid that sounds. Yeah, but no, you're right. They 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 vilify Republicans. They ignore the fact that minorities are getting vaccinated at a far far lower rate, uh, and then they just want exactly. to pin everything on the red hat Trumpsters that they call you know a cult. Uh, hey, Will, it's always good to hear from you, my brother. Thanks very much. Yes, sir. Ten twenty three. Right back. Okay, 1027, let's get a couple more phone calls. Oh, you know what? Real quick, before I do the phone calls, real quick. Just talking to Will about this uh, before the break. Um, Barack Obama just held his 60th birthday party inside a massive tent with hundreds of guests. Don't know how many. But there were photographs and videos taken most of which were taken down shortly after they were posted because they realized what they were doing here, and that was exposing the fact that all of this crap being pushed by the Democrats is just that. It's just that. When they gather together and have massive indoor, poorly ventilated tent parties with everybody dancing close to one another, unmasked. Unmasked. CNN had an idiot on, and it doesn't matter what she does. She works for the New York Times. It's just another idiot on CNN uh, who was asked to comment on the unmasked um, Barack Obama birthday crowd. And listen to what she says. Uh, Other people said, you know, this is really being overblown. They're following all the safety precautions. People are going to sporting events that are bigger than this. This is going to be safe. This is a sophisticated vaccinated crowd, and and this is just about optics. It's not about safety. Wait, 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 wait. What is your defense of the Obama party goers inside a poorly ventilated, by description of those who were there and saw it, dancing close to one another, face-to-face, not socially distanced, and wearing no masks. The CDC just said even the vaccinated must wear masks. And your answer is what again? Uh, Other people said, you know, this is really being overblown. They're following all the safety precautions. People are going to sporting events that are bigger than this. This is going to be safe. This is a sophisticated vaccinated crowd. A what? Oh, oh, it's a what? This is a sophisticated vaccinated crowd. This is a sophisticated vaccinated crowd. If this is a sophisticated vaccinated crowd. <laughs> it's a sophisticated vaccinated crowd. First of all, vaccinated is relevant. CDC says if you're indoors and under a tent a, with sides on it, it's pretty much more indoors than it is outdoors. Then you must wear a mask. And number two, it's a sophisticated vaccinated crowd. In other words, these people are smarter than you. These people are much smarter than you rubes in flyover country. 
They're sophisticated. They know that they can dance close to one another mask-free without worrying about spreading the dreaded Delta variant because they're sophisticated. These are Ivy Leaguers, don't you know? Ivy Leaguers, sophisticated Thurston Howell the third types don't have to worry about COVID being spread. Don't have to worry about the dreaded Delta variant. They're smarter than you are. Now, the rest of you idiots, the rest of you state schoolers, or you non-degreed people, you high school dropouts, do what you're told and shut up and stop questioning your betters. Stop questioning the elites. They know far more than you ever will. be safe. This is a sophisticated vaccinated crowd, and, and this is just about optics. It's not. More of your phone calls. And feel free to respond to that one right after this. There are two sides to every story. There's the mainstream media side, and then there's the truth. You are experiencing the truth. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Okay, 1036. My apologies to the caller sitting on hold. I um, I was going to go right to you, then I remembered that video. And I just, you know, you just, sometimes you just need to hear it in their own words, right? Sometimes you just need to hear them say what they feel and what they mean. And that's what they feel and what they mean. It's what they believe. We are better than you. Shut up and do what you're told. We are smarter than you. Shut up. And take your medicine. Eat your vegetables. Do what we tell you to do, kids. The grown-ups are here now. The rules are for thee. They are not for me. I'm more sophisticated than you. I know when it's safe to get face-to-face with people without a mask and when it isn't. And, And it's really simple. The answer is it's safe to get together without a mask when it's me. It's not safe to get together without a mask when it's you. You see how that works? That's what you get from sophistication. This is going to be safe. This is a sophisticated, vaccinated crowd, and and this is just about optics. It's not about safety. I, I just, like I said, sometimes you just need to stop talking and just listen to them. And when they tell you what they believe about you, believe them. You're dumb. They're smart. You're a rube. They're sophisticated. You're a germ-carrying, disgusting, deplorable. They're safe, vaccinated, and no need of masks. The CDC, no, 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 no. CDC is talking about you, not them. Elaine in Finley, Ohio. Elaine, thanks for joining us. We won't blame you and anybody else in Finley for Ben Roethlisberger. Good morning. How are you? I'm claiming uh, no connection. Um, (laughs) I am calling to let your listeners know that there is a website called walkoutwednesday.net, and it is um, something that's been headed up with Matt Staver with Liberty Council. It is scheduled for this coming Wednesday, August 11th, starting at noon on your time zone. And they're stressing that it should be a peaceful uh, walk out, and it's against the shot mandate. 
Uh, I'm looking at it since you brought it up. I do see it. It's time to take a stand uh, walking out of your job at noon. It's interesting that they're choosing to do it at noon because that's pretty much lunchtime. Nobody would get in trouble. Does that, uh, <laughs> does that not, you know what I mean? I mean, right. to me, it's, it, it's almost like if I wanted to make a real statement and have an impact on an employer that might be considering man- mandating vaccines, they would have to lose their workforce during business time during correct manufacturing time rather than during lunchtime i don't know just a thought although he uh he did indicate that uh you know whenever you would actually want to participate and i do know that they have gotten so many requests for their assistance at liberty council that it actually shut their server down oh really? so, wow yes Yes. Well, I, so, no, I, I had not heard of it. I'm glad you brought it up. I will make that announcement loudly and clearly here on this program, and I'll do it tomorrow and on Wednesday, too, uh, if people want to make a stand. Um, uh, like I said, I was not familiar with it. But but you know what, what this is, is very similar to what Rand Paul said. I, I don't know if you heard it in the first hour. I played I Rand did. Paul's video in which he said, it is time for us to resist. Quote, they can't arrest all of us. Uh, they can't keep all of our kids home from school, and I would suggest that you follow that up with they can't fire all of us. Now it will take some, it will take some courage for people to walk out on their jobs uh, at the risk of being fired. Because while they can't fire quote all of us, who knows which ones they selectively will, uh, which will then get everybody else scurrying back into the building and at their post. Um, it takes some courage to do this, but that's what resistance is all about, right? That's true, and when you consider that uh, Pfizer employees are not taking the jab, yeah. what do they know that we don't know? And not just Pfizer employees, but a lot of people in the medical field. Correct, uh, because they're on the front line seeing the carnage done by those that have had adverse reactions. That's one of the reasons why Fauci was, uh, you know, was was livid about this on Meet the Press. He was he's he's so mad at people in the medical field for not taking the vaccine. Said it's inexplicable. I don't think it's inexplicable. I think it's very easily explicable, meaning explainable. And that is what you just said. They see the difference between those who are sick from COVID and those who are coming in with severe complications from. The, the vaccine and they have made a decision there is no way i'm going to take this unapproved experimental vaccine when i have seen the number of people who have had these adverse reactions to it they're doctors exactly. and nurses and pas and cnps and, and so forth these are very highly educated and, uh, medical professionals who are saying we see what dr fauci does not see from his little ivory tower from which he uh, uh, presides over all of this correct well well said elaine thank you so much for the call i appreciate it all right, so Elaine's talking about walkout Wednesday. Do you want to hear what I'm talking about here? This was Fauci on Meet the Press yesterday about this. But, but, Chuck, this is not something that's new. I mean, I see patients at the NIH Clinical Center. If I don't get flu vaccine or hepatitis vaccine, I'm not allowed to see patients. So this isn't something that's brand new with COVID. So I'm very much in favor of mandating if you want to see patients and you want to participate in health care, you need to get vaccinated period uh, i want to talk about boot- all right so there you go that's his he said it's inexplicable everyone should be getting vaccinated if you're in the healthcare community and yet people that work at the pharmaceutical companies that make the vaccines aren't taking it not all but some and many people in the health field are not taking it either that should tell you something i mean who are you going to trust more 
about the danger, for example, patrolling as a police officer on the streets of Chicago, particularly in the south side of Chicago, where there are three, four, five dozen shootings and a dozen or so fatalities every weekend. Who are you more likely to trust about what it's like out there? The patrol officers who are in the hoods or the chief who is behind a desk and just looking at numbers and giving orders? Who knows more about what's going on there? It's the people on the ground. It's the people in the fray, the people who are in the middle of the the chaos. They know more about this than the policymakers in the chief's office, or in this case, in Dr. Fauci's tower. Derek is calling us from Richfield on AM 1420, The Answer. Hello, Derek. Go right ahead. Hey, morning, Bob. So, um... You know, I don't see how there could be any middle ground, you know, with what we're being told about this virus. Either it's as dangerous as they're telling us or it's not. Um, you know, last year I had my, my parents trying to, you know, tell me that, you know, comparing this to the Spanish flu. And I'm saying, no, the numbers of that don't even compare at all. You know, and, and who's giving us these exaggerations about about this situation? The same proven liars in the media who lie and misrepresent you know, every other issue. And <clears throat> you still there, Derek? Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry no, about that. Yeah. Driving here. No um, problem. Go ahead. So, you know, so if, if this is a lie that we're being forced to believe, you know, I, I can't think of any other explanation than it's simply the cover to eliminate our economy as they continue with more lockdowns, more restrictions, eliminate our civil rights, civil liberties, and ultimately for to be able to, to what, bring in their, their great reset that's been talked about. That's exactly, yeah, it's a big part of it. That is a very big part of it, of the great reset. I focus mostly on the domestic side of all of this with respect to power and control and what the Democrats are trying to do to this country, what they're trying to do with respect, respect to give, making people give up their medical liberty, which, of course, will make it easier to take other things from them as part of a Marxist theory kind of uh, uh, build here. But you're right. From the global standpoint, we don't talk enough about it. This is indeed keeping in line with the global effort for that quote-unquote Great Reset, which is going to be a redistribution of wealth and a redistribution of property. And the more powerful that you are, the more power you are going to gain. And the, the more helpless you are, the more you are going to be under the boot heels of, uh, of the elites. Derek, you still with me? Oh, yeah, sorry, but yeah. That's okay. Your, your, your um, last thought. Your last thought, Derek. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, from, from the beginning, there's some, the hysteria that was created you know, when this is all going on, you know, it was easy to, you know, you see people flocking to the stores, stocking up, and you don't know what's going to happen. And at first you kind of, you know, we kind of thought, you know, you thought, oh, something, this is serious. You know, they wouldn't do this for no reason. Shutting down, you know, Las Vegas, for instance, all the money that was being lost, you know, they wouldn't do that for, you know, without without any cause. But then as, yeah, as time went on, we could see, um, you know, they were trying to convince us this was the Black Plague here, and people were going to be just dying in the streets everywhere. And I, I don't know, I really... Didn't see that happen. I've known a few people who have gotten it. They've gotten over. But it's just like every year people die from a flu. They do? Uh, it's, it's... <laughs> well, you know, here, here's the big thing a lot of people don't talk about, Derek. And thank you for the call, my friend. I'll let you go here. Keep listening, though. Here's the thing a lot of people don't talk about. People think that there were an extra 500,000 deaths, for example, in uh, 2020. 
over what the normal death rate is, the normal amount or the average amount of deaths in the United States every year. People think that people died their normal way, and then another 500,000 people died in 2020 because of COVID-19. It's just not true. There was not any appreciable increase in the number of total deaths in 2020 because people who were dying of COVID were people who were dying of other comorbidities anyway. They don't want to talk about that. And as for the Spanish flu, you mentioned uh, the Spanish flu there, Derek, uh, and somebody comparing this to that. All you need to know about the Spanish flu, which is the 1918 H1N1 flu pandemic, uh, that they had no problem, by the way, calling the Spanish flu because of where it originated. It's funny. It's racist to call the Wuhan flu, the Wuhan virus, the China virus or whatever, but they call it the Spanish flu. Anyway, like, like we care. I don't care where it came from. If the if the Wuhan virus had originated in Brooklyn, New York, and we called it the Brooklyn flu, flu, do you think anybody would care? All we care about is what it is, how it got out, why it got out, and if there is punishment to be meted out against uh, you know, the doctors and the researchers that were doing this, then it should be meted out. I don't care if the people are, are Chinese, if the people are American, if they are uh, European, it doesn't matter. But anyway... The Spanish flu, as it was known, the 1918 pandemic, killed an estimated 50 million people worldwide, including about 675,000 people in the United States. Now, think about what the population of the United States was in 28 or in 1918 compared to 2020. We've had just over about the same amount, 600,000 or so deaths in the United States that they say is from COVID-19 now. And again, they're counting people who got into car accidents and whose brains were splattered across the highway, then testing their, for, testing them for COVID-19 and saying, you know, this guy had COVID. Oh, that's a COVID death. But even if you count them, it's 600,000 people out of a population of 330 million. It was obviously much, much, much lower population in 1918 when they had the 675,000 Americans who died, 50 million worldwide. And most importantly... An unusual characteristic of the Spanish flu was the high death rate that it caused among healthy adults aged 15 to 34. And I've got news for you. Healthy people aged 15 to 34 are the lowest likely or the least likely to uh, be hospitalized and killed from COVID-19. COVID-19 afflicts almost exclusively, almost exclusively people over the age of 70 with serious comorbidities other health issues that were worsened by or were coupled with COVID-19 that took their lives it's not killing people 15 to 34 in any significant number to the point where literally it is described as insignificant especially younger than 15 when you get into the kids comparing the COVID-19 to the Spanish flu is apples to chairs It's not even close. The Spanish flu was far more deadly and far more deadly for healthy people of younger ages than this very different coronavirus is. But don't let the science get in the way. The left has an agenda here. And the most frustrating thing about it to me is that their agenda is defended by their own calls for, quote, following the science. They are ignoring the science. They're ignoring the science on masks. 
They're ignoring the science on this on these vaccines. They're ignoring the science on the effectiveness of the virus, or rather, of the vaccine on the virus. They're ignoring all of the science here so that they can advance an agenda. And that agenda, my friends, pure and simple, is control. And I will continue to repeat this every single day in the hopes that you will share the information and the facts that I research and that I find out and that I share with you every day. Share it with others because that's what's going to lead to the resistance. And no, not the kind of resistance that the libtards did uh, when Donald Trump was elected in 2016, but the resistance against uh, the overtaking of our own personal control of our lives, including and especially our our medical and health decisions by the government. We'll be right back. Okay, 1055, final segment. Let's get a couple more quickies in here. We'll go to um, Gary and Hinckley, I believe, is up next. Hi, Gary, you're on the air. Go right ahead, sir. Bob, uh, I think that uh, Barack Obama's <clears throat> birthday party is uh, is a win-win for conservatives. Number one, if it, uh, if it becomes a super spreader event, then, uh, then we have more evidence of the hypocrisy of the left. If it does not become a super spreader event, then it shows us that what they're, the advice they're giving us is dead wrong. You know what? That's a really, really great point. That is a really great point. If it's a super spreader event, <laughs> and you know what? That's, that's entirely possible, my friend, because as we thank you for the call, Gary, the Texas Democrats, the runaway Texas Democrat legislators who fled to Washington, D.C., against their oath of office and against the rule of law in Texas because they didn't want to take a vote that was being called for by the Republican majority there to uh, pass an election integrity bill, which would make it harder to cheat, easier to vote. They hated that idea. They call it Jim Crow because they make it actually you know, harder to cheat. Anyway, they fled to Washington, D.C. And when they got to Washington, D.C., you know what they did? They spread COVID everywhere, and they were all vaccinated. <laughs> There were a few dozen um, Texas Democrats who went to Washington, D.C., met with Nancy Pelosi staff and other House staff, and no less than 10 of them within just a few days were diagnosed with COVID, and quickly uh, other members of the staff, the, uh, the congressional staff, were diagnosed with COVID also. So uh, that would be nothing better than for a massive super spread. I don't want anybody to die. I don't want anybody to go to the hospital either. But a whole bunch of positive infections diagnosed, diagnosed of uh, the, the libs at uh, Barack Obama's uh, little uh, birthday party. That would be something. Tom is in Medina next. Hi, Tom. You're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead, sir. Hey, Bob. Referring yes. to your Facebook page, what do you think the biggest challenge we face as, as we face as a nation? I saw that on your Facebook page. Yeah, you go first. What's your answer? You go first. <laughs> Uh, I think we got to fix the elections before next May because the communists will still be in charge. That's what I think. 
I would, I would, I would agree with you. I would probably have a tie, and I know that's a little bit of cheating, but I would have a tie. I think our freedom of speech, being in the peril that it is, is is the number one issue that we face right now. If we aren't free to speak out against what is being done to us, excuse me, by our government right now, and about on behalf of our own medical freedom, if everything that we say is considered to be quote misinformation and thus censored and silenced, we can never push back organize together, resist properly and safely and securely and peacefully and patriotically. We can't do it. So to me, it's freedom of speech and, yes, what you just said, and that is free and fair elections, free from fraud, free from uh, you know all kinds of malfeasance like we saw on November 3rd of 2020. Uh, I think those two things go hand in hand, probably is the biggest threat that this country faces. Can I ask you what... What Republicans in the state of Ohio and the federal government are fighting for us to, to save us from what we got from the, the I call them fascists in the in control today? What what are they doing? I don't hear anything. Well, here's the thing. Here, well, here, here's here's the thing. They are. They are. And thank you for the call, Tom. I got to go. I got 15 seconds before the end of the show. But the problem is they're in the minority now. There's a there's very little that the minority party can do. So people like Jim Jordan who are fighting very, very hard for us. Warren Davidson as well in Congress. They're fighting very hard for us, but they don't have the majority. So their hands are somewhat tied until 2022, which goes back to those elections. We'll see you tomorrow, everyone.